0: Are you a sneakerhead? A baller? Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready because we got all the details right here. It's Kicks and Bricks, where we got game on the streets and on the court. Here's your host, Jamel Cutler.
1: Today's special guest is no stranger to battling the NCAA. He's engineered the sneaker deals for MJ and countless others. He's hosted the ABCD camp in Teaneck, New Jersey. He's the man, the myth, the legend, the soul man himself, Sonny Vaccaro. Welcome, Sonny. How you doing?
0: I'm fine, yeah, fella. Good to be on with you today.
1: All right. So, um... Five-star prospects for going college and going to the G League with their new pathway program is an unprecedented move that will change the pro and college basketball landscape as we know it. Because for me personally, I, w- I wasn't a fan of the NBA with disallowing high school players from entering the draft. Because if, because if you can go to war at 18, then you should be able to um, play pro basketball at, at 18.
0: Yes, I, I agree with your summation right there, and that's the most obvious thing anyone can think of. Someone going to war and possibly risk his life to, to help other people, and they can't go earn a living while he's eight, when he's 18 years old is a total, mis, you know, miscalculation on values in life, heading from the NCAA and, and also from the NBA until now. But I, I, I do want to just put something straight here on the on the G League and now the the elite teams are having. Um, The only thing they really haven't – they've helped name, image, and likeness, there's no question about it, because now the NCAA is fighting on how they could, you know, uh, give these athletes, men and women now, because women are going to have a value also, uh, some sort of a compensation for their name, image, and likeness. So we'll probably go into that deeper on another question. But what what the elite team is doing, what the NBA is doing, first of all, they're only taking five kids at their, their impression of whether they can be good. And what I understand is it's going to be a center, two guards, two forwards, whatever the heck they are. They're trying to make five individuals come into it. Second of all, other than uh, the one kid, Green, who's going to get a lot of money because he, if he would have been able to go to the draft this year, he would have made a lot. Nike gave him a big contract. All the kids aren't going to get big endorsements. They're going to be paid, but they, they're not going to get endorsements they're being paid to play in the in the elite league. And some will get a small endorsement or whatever. But what it does, what what I felt good about what, what the elite team's gonna be doing is it it, it divorced, uh, it's like a bad marriage. The ends up wearing the NBA, you know. They, they uh, the NBA was married to somebody else. They got divorced, and they, they married the NCAA. Then they got another divorce. And they divorced the NCAA. <laughs> you know, and now they're back into marrying a third party, which is the elite league. So uh, they they didn't exactly break all the taboos of what the NCAA is going. The name and likeness is an entirely different story. But I'm very glad that the NCAA or the NBA opened up another venue. Even though it's only for five kids at this time, because they see the value what I've been preaching and others and a lot of others over the years is the market value of an individual is what the market will pay them. So if they want to just take five and they give them you know three four hundred thousand dollars, which is not a drop in you know against the penny, in a penny arcade, that's real money. So I'm not I'm not disputing that, that these kids aren't getting something of value. They're getting cash. What I'm saying to you in the audience out there is the NBA you know, is gonna continue this marriage divorce thing and over this last divorce they get, they just stay with this present marriage, but they expand it. Because the NBA has recognized that the value of an athlete is the, is the whole of the game. The athletes are more partners with the NBA now than any other professional league in the world. The players are making money that they never thought would have possible uh, years ago. The endorsements are off the charts. All those things are good. The most important thing is, God willingly, when the virus is over, it'll be the only world league in the world that's gonna be consumed by one sport. That basketball, it won't be in my lifetime. There'll be a sport played in every country and there'll be, I believe in the future, you know, many degrees of separation, but none on the intent. Athletes are going to play basketball in the world and get paid for
1: it. All right. So, um, do you think like the pathway program is like a direct response to guys like LaMelo Ball and RJ Hampton going to play overseas for a year? Or do you feel like it's a result of the NCA not doing their due diligence? As a result of paying student athletes?
0: Well, the due diligence is true, absolutely true, but that wasn't the NBA's main concern. They don't want the kids going to Australia, China, Italy, Spain. Why would they do that? That's the whole point. You're, you're farming out your players to go to other countries, and you're going to buy them back the next year or two years later. Brandon Jennings settled that. Brandon Jennings' lawsuit settled that. He went to Italy. They all scorned him at first that he wasn't going to play, he wasn't going to get drafted, wasn't going to do all these things. When Brandon went out there and acted like a pro, even though he wasn't a great player because he didn't get that opportunity, his value was noteworthy by the NBA scouts because he did go 10th in the draft. Now, Jeremy Tyler, the second one that was going to go, he went to Israel, I believe, and Jeremy was, Jeremy on the surface, because I knew Jeremy, and I, I watched him play, and I saw the field, and I knew what the scouts did. Uh, they they thought he was a, a talent that was going to be a, a regular all-star eventually. In fact, some of them put him in the same breath with Blake Griffin, and that's true at that time. I think mm-hmm. Blake Jeremy Kamat, that's who was you know, playing. Jeremy didn't make it. You know, you know, Gold State him for $2 million, Jerry Weston. A lot of people knew his ability. There are two personalities. Now, going back to Lamar and, and, and the other kids, but let's take in another kid here. Let's take in the kid that had to leave Memphis, James, uh, what's his name, Whiteman, right? James, James uh, whatever, i I, I sorry, how many But the young man, he went like 10 minutes and they kicked him out for the, the most stupid, hypothetically ruled violation I've ever seen. If Penny Hardaway could have seen he was going to be, now he did bring them all in to play an AU team, but that's that's not a crime, that's not a rule. But to say he had vision of him, being The head coach at the University of Memphis and this kid coming to Memphis at that time in life, he was better than Nostradamus. Penny, Penny, uh, you know, unbelievable. But I think that hurt the, the sanctity between the NCAA and the NBA because it screwed up the whole kid. He basically had a year in purgatory for nothing, gained nothing at all, didn't play college basketball. They, they embarrassed him, they embarrassed Penny and it is the same as the University of Memphis, because that couldn't have been an offering. I thought the kid that went to LSU, to, uh, who's a star, Simmons, now uh, I believe his name is, you know, and he did that documentary, and he laughed at the whole structure of LSU and basketball, and I think the day after the last game was over on his documentary, he walked off the court and said goodbye. It's the waste of time. I think all those things crept into Adam Silver's mind. The way is nothing but an embarrassment to the NBA. The minor league, what they always wanted, and they got away with us since 2005 when they changed it. They didn't have to pay the kids the next year. They stayed in college. They, they, they made a name for themselves. But the fallacy of that was, if you go back from 2005 to today, you'll find many kids, more kids, that went, uh, that, that went to college that were stars that really didn't make it. And you'll find more kids that... Played longer and came into the NBA undrafted than our stars. What what they missed? College, college basketball and the NBA basketball are two different basketballs. One one uh, not in colors. It's the way you play. I don't believe there's a college coach in the world that could do what pro coaches have done with their athletes. Because not because the college coaches aren't smart. 'cause they're coaching a different game. College game's the coaches game. The pro game's the player game. And that's what we have today. So I think you know, I think anything's good that doesn't force the kid to go to college. Them use your image and everything and their abilities to make billions of dollars for you. And they can't share in it and in today's world the women are going to share in the if and when, you know, the name, image, and likeness and reimbursement to the alley. Women's sports has grown to, since Jenny, almost of a non-existent sport to, because of the Me Too movement and other things, but to bring sexual thing into it because there's been so many misdeeds in college while these kids were going to college that it's sinful to talk about. There's too many for a mind like mine to remember. There's nothing positive about depriving a person of their name, image, and likeness. Your father and mother gave you, they gave you their blood their name is on your birth certificate. You can never be anyone else's son. They, you own that name. The image is their genes. Okay? The likeness is all yours, given to you by your parents. These people come into your life. They made you sign a paper while they are in college, forfeiting not for the four years or 55 years that they are in college, but they own your perpetuity. Never has a more greedy thing been done under the name of amateurism, but under the name of an of an outfit. Let's just call it the NCAA right. college yeah. sports. That's that just stole everything from an individual. Name, years, likeness is the easiest thing in the world. You don't own it.
1: All right, so how big how big was your smile when you found out? that the NCAA is now allowing student-athlete compensation for endorsement.
0: It's a half a spot because they, they haven't done it yet. They're now going to put restrictions. And this is about, what I, I didn't think about it the first day. I saw it about it right after Danny Walken's call uh, where they come out with their list. Now they're hedging. Now they're delaying, their, they're going to re-evolve, review it in January. They're going to get another committee. The January committee is going to delay it until next September. They're, that's what they do. We haven't won it yet, but we've won. Why they can't backtrack? They admitted something should be done. And he went under oath, he being Emmer, and saying that they'll never do it. He admitted it. They're just trying to... Save face with amateurism now. They're trying to get the right war in there to make the new contract with the athletes that we're not saying you're not an amateur. This is that's something. That, that's my thing. Go ahead.
1: Right, and I think, like, that new ruling is basically a direct response to the G League.
0: Well, the G League's delayed. What we're now seeing, first, we saw the states. Okay, we had the, in court, we had the public... Meetings with you know the antitrust suits and all that was Obama and Alston and everything okay all the all the court proceedings before this day were by athletes and a group of athletes suing the NCAA for wrongful whatever Oban was strictly named you know, as a nightclub. so I say to you they now now they're now they got another rival the rival is the N B A now they just they're taking five kids out that are going to probably sign in the, in the elite league. That would have been in college next year because they'd have been forced to go, or they'd have gone to, you know, uh, they'd have gone to Australia or you know, where the hell they were going. But it's easier now because the NBA is paying them about the price they would have gotten in Europe anyway. So they they matched that. The NBA took care of the financial end of it. Now, now it'll grow. If it works, they're going to take 10 kids next year. I mean, that's all. and, and then, God willingly, in 2021, I guess, you would probably know more than I do. We're not going to have the age. When they take the age of it away, then we're never going to see the likes of Kevin and LeBron and Kobe and Tracy and Jermaine and all the kids that went none and done. Some of the greatest players in the world never had a college coach. All
1: right. This is probably like a long shot, and it probably won't happen in my lifetime or yours, but do you feel like the NCAA might reevaluate their practices and share the wealth with the athletes like the real wealth? Not just like, um, just I,
0: I think, I think what's going to happen after they go back and make their new rules, okay? What I think is going to happen is the government is going to step in. I think I know Senator Murphy from Connecticut, there are a couple laws we put on hold, there are a couple of movements. Now, uh, the state of Florida, the state of California, and I believe Pennsylvania is going to be joining pretty soon. They all got the bills in. I don't think, I think you're going to be alive. I may be going to. You know, next five seconds. But you're gonna. I think. I think we're gonna see it change. I believe, it, it, certainly in your lifetime, um, and I don't think it'll be more than a few years. I think the government's gonna take control. I, I do, or some form or they're going to acquiesce. They being the NCAA, way, and say, okay, we'll do it the right way.
1: All right. So earlier you mentioned programs like Memphis and UK. Like, how do you see the pathway program affecting long-term college recruiting?
0: It won't affect them at all. They'll just get the next five best players who are playing college ball, which can be different. They're still going to be, they'll, they'll be better. The next five are going to be better than Kentucky, and those schools are going to get the better players every time. So it, we're always going to have a, you know, a Vanderbilt in the bottom and a Kentucky on top. I mean, that, that's not going to change. Duke ain't going to get worse. I mean, so they'll just get the next best. It just won't be Kobe or Kevin or Tracy or LeBron. That's all.
1: Right, so I think, like, one of the best advantages of this program that that it allows players to develop in the NBA system. True. That will, like, better prepare them long-term for an NBA career.
0: Nope. And that's why, earlier, I just said in your program, that's why those kids, like LeBron and Tracy, got the same kids, same usual suspects, right? They learned with men. They learned. And they turned out to be Hall of Fame guys. That's my point. Yes, that's gonna be the advantage. I hope I hope this works in the NBA with the elite league. I hope it works. No matter if they they put it down a notch, it'll be an option for them to go to and be taught. The one thing I know is gonna happen whether they have a season or not, pro coaches are gonna be coaching them. That's there's I, I said there's no comparison between a pro coach and a college coach when you're preparing the kid to play Pro Ball, not college ball.
1: All right, so like before, Jalen Green declared that he was going to college. It was Anthony Simons. Now he plays for the um for the Blazers, and Darius Bailey Now he plays for the Thunder. Like, do you feel that they are like the modern KG, T Mac, and Kobe because of the chance that they took?
0: Yes, I do. The only problem with those two, they didn't have somebody telling them the world what they did. I think it's a great thing. I, I, I yeah, they did. What we have in our society is something called you know, personality and the public identifies with. They, No one knew they did it. and No one knew how good they were. The one kid, I think, took a shoe contract, right? A new balance or something. And, right. yeah. you know, you know, so that, that's my point. What they did was strong and right, but what they missed out on was a lot of notoriety. They probably helped them with some endorsements. You know, also, but New Balance, policy and this kid. My point here, that's the only thing wrong. When when Brandon went to Italy, they followed him. All the bad things. He didn't play all this sort of stuff. He's going to leave. He wasn't smart. He wasn't this. He wasn't that. The world knew Brandon. And he come on, draft day. If you remember, he wasn't even in the green room. He didn't go because he didn't think he was getting drafted. Then he goes ten. Never forget that day as long as I live. And there he comes, bubbling down but they knew who Brandon Jennings was. That's my point. And what will happen now? The world's going to know, and the the endorsements will start going up. If these kids do, if they're able to play, and if they don't play, the college guys ain't playing either, so there's even Battlefield there. But if they're able to, I think it could be a bonanza for basketball to let them go. If they're not ready to be drafted today, because that's who the next five going to be, because... Zach Kubiak, those guys are going to go anyway. They're allowed, so they're not going to go to the G League. They're going to go in the regular draft and get drafted.
1: All right. So, like, so, like, I think like Jalen Green, his first year success is going to be looked at with a microscope. Because yeah, well,
0: there is, but you know what that's fine, that, and they all should be. But unfortunately, they won't get down. Now, uh, it could be a microscope. What do you think? No one talks about. Zion, if something would have happened to Zion that day, and all the Kingsmen and all the horses Torses couldn't put that shoe back together again, okay? And he broke his ankle and, God forbid, never played. We'd have been talking about that the rest of his life. That's like the quarterback, right. Kyle, from Alabama. Yeah. I pray for him and his family that he is what he was before Saban had him on the field with you know all that time left and they're hit by all those points. These are things you can't walk back. They happen. For Zion, he got better. But before he went to the Duke, he wasn't, you know, nobody really knew Zion except his family. I mean, that's basically the truth. I remember reading articles by very qualified writers. He's playing against people that, you know, small classification, uh, Christian school and all this sort of stuff. Everything with the right thing. The kid had unbelievable athletic ability. And he was charismatic. I mean, damn. And he had to wait a year for his Nike contract. Damn. <laughs> That's my point to you. Right. you know, there,
1: there's all these pitfalls that, that were put in front of these kids. It didn't, it didn't have to be. Right. I think if Zion, like if he like waited a couple of more years, or if he was born a couple of more years later, I think he could have been you know, one of the first prospects that can jump from high school directly to the NBA or the G League
0: have done it last year he could have jumped i mean because once he'd have worked out you know under any other circumstances on a decent situation duke gave him a platform there's no question about that but he also gave him the chance of being injured there's no question about that because he was injured my point was the downside was complete oblivion and no money in the bank what if he couldn't ever play it again that's my point to you here if he would have gone to the league you know, it's a financial world. Somewhere along the line, he would have had to earn something. Well, if you go to the lake and you're drafted, you, draft it, 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 you got to find all the in the
1: bank. Yeah, that's true. All right, so like a kid like Imani Bates, he's um a sophomore now. He's an interest in... Is that is
0: that all he is? A sophomore He's pretty
1: yeah. good. Yeah, um, he's an interest in... Aspect. he's um touted as being the number one draft pick in two years that's when the nba is going to tentatively allow high school players to once again enter the draft without going to the g league or without spending a year in college do you see him as that like once in a generation talent that can be the new face of the prep to pro era Oh, well, i don't think he's once
0: in a generation because we've had him already i mean so they're they're there are, I mean, uh, if you're kind the generation, well, I, I I believe that Zion could have done it if he didn't go to Duke. I mean, I, I, I think you, you can't take away their ability, young fella. If, I haven't never seen or nor met the young kid. My point here is he's supposedly brilliant. I mean, so there'll be no reason other than him doing something foolish off the court um, or getting hurt that, that that should stop him. My, my aggravation is, if he's good enough to play now, they should be allowed they should be allowed to draft you any time in the world. You'd be one year old if you can make the hoop, that's fine with me. My point I'm being unrealistic about being facetious, but my point to you is why are we denying somebody burning a living if he has a talent? Only only in this universe here. So I, I, I think he and there's a couple other kids that are gonna be, you know, number one next year supposedly. All those mock drafts, I can I, I, I'll never bring a kid's name up. I remember reading past a few years ago about some kids that aren't even in the league today. but They are going to the one, two, three, four, five. Those things are all BS. I'm not discrediting. The, they have to do something. At that point in time, on that particular day, they're pretty talented. Basketball evolves every minute. That's why the playgrounds were the, were the lifeblood of all the kids in the world before there was television. Right.
1: Um, how do you see like the pathway program affecting like the NBA long term, like 10, 15 years down the line? How will, how would will we view the success of this program?
0: Well, I think I think the pathway is going to have their own TV network. I think the pathway is still going to have people who aren't ready to go to the NBA. No matter, they'll just take the next, they'll just move the next group up. We'll we'll get the kids, you know, that you know the Isaiah Thomases, you know, went to. Ill Faded went to some colleges that you know, weren't able to use them and they come in and you know they're the 60th pick in the draft and until the injury one of the you know sixth best players in the deposition in the league. I mean, there's always gonna be those kids. See I can think college doesn't college doesn't do them right in the sense of those kind of kids. Now very seldom does the greatest player in the in the college draft you know, is a complete failure. A lot of those, they weren't the greatest players in the world, but they're pretty damn good. They have long, long careers and have done well their lives. So I, I think, uh, you know, I just want more people an opportunity to work. That's all. All
1: right. So like, do you think if the pathway program was like around back in the 2000s, like I think guys like Lenny Cook or James Lane, they would have had like a fighting chance to have a better NBA career.
0: That's a good name, James Lang. That's what I and I and I agree. Lenny would have gone into there, and maybe he wouldn't have had to play against LeBron at the camp. My point to you is Lenny got spoiled. Lenny was good. Lenny was very talented. He had the wrong people around him. That's all. That 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 and that gone. That's happened to a few other people. But we beat up Lenny. Lenny was really good. There was nothing nothing wrong with LeBron hitting the last shot. He's done that a lot of times in his life. and No, continue to do it more. He, that was the, miss, the mismatch of the ages for what it was supposed to be. LeBron was in a perfect spot. He was great. We all didn't acknowledge him. They didn't move fast enough. But the camp, ABCD, put it all the rest. And there, there, according to people that I've heard or I've watched read, there 10, 15, 20, 25,000 people that him. I'm exaggerating too. But I'm saying it seems everybody saw that. And I guess they did because of YouTube because they keep showing that jump. You know, there was only, that was, that was the start of the PR movement where we had guys taking pictures and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Lenny, Lenny got, if if he doesn't even go, he might have had a different life. You understand that, don't you? Yeah. He could just been Lenny Cook. Interesting.
1: And like, a guy like Shea Cotton too, because I think he was yeah. a hell of a player himself. Like, do you think she, that the pathway would have helped him. Shay,
0: Shay, Shay's probably better name to talk about because we all know what happened to Lenny. Shay, there, Shay was brilliant. Let's just say that right now, okay? You know, and I, I saw Shay. I knew Shay more because that time in the two thousand early, uh, you know, he was the thing, and I lived on the West Coast, and uh, he probably played the different. You know, circle that I was in, but my point was everyone knew of Shea Cotton. I think his problems started happening while he was 16, 17, 18, whatever. I mean, it actually, the, the ironic thing, his brother James, which was a lesson. I mean, I knew all James, but I didn't know James. James had a pretty good career, and, you know, and he didn't. But I think, I think Shea Cotton was a brilliant basketball player that he got left at the starting line. And he was he was partly responsible for a lot of
1: the reasons. All right, so so earlier we were talking about Jalen Green. Like he recently signed with Aaron Gordon, the agent, and Gordon he helped negotiate the rookie sneaker deals for KD, Dwight, and others. Like which of the big sneaker companies do you think like he'll? He, he's going to Nike. I mean he already signed it.
0: He'll never leave Nike. He'll be there, and rightfully so. Nike's been with him for a long time, and they gave him a very nice thing to play in this league here. So, uh, my, my, my man, uh, he, he's he's in a good situation there. He has a willing buyer, and in today's world, in a shoe company, it looks like there's only one left, much to my chagrin in a lot of ways. Nike is, and Nike always will be, dominant, and they will pay the going price because this kid's pretty good, I understand, and, and that's the way it should be. There's nothing wrong. They should have had a wait. They should have allowed it because I think he was going to go to Memphis, right? Right,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: that would have been. Penny got beat up bad both parts, didn't he? Two of the, two of the best, probably two all stars, and we don't know how long that's going to you know, It may have been Hall of Fame guys eventually, right? Both of these kids. Penny never had a chance to go to a tournament with either of them. Woo. That was a hit.
1: I mean, I think he'll get there eventually. I think they had a good shot to get there this year, but everything what well, happen.
0: We do. I do. I, I only know Penny on a short time in my life, but I think he's one of the greatest players I've ever witnessed at that age. And an injury kept him. If he's going to be kept out of the Hall of Fame, kept him out. I think he's been an admirable human being, and he loves Memphis. I mean, there's are pretty good qualities.
1: All right. So, like back in the day, like Adidas had the reputation for signing all the young and all the young players. Like in today's sneaker market, Puma is kind of like taking that yeah. charge. Do you feel like yeah. a company like Puma should just sign all the high, all the high-profile G League guys? And just take a chance. Uh,
0: no, I wouldn't do that. I'd I, I take the high-profile, everybody else guys. If, already, if they are already jumped to the league, if we're in the league, you know what they did with Bagley and the other kids. They they, they signed, and I think trades over there. They signed some pretty goddamn good players. So I, I I don't think don't get caught up in you know. The mentality of the, the, the crowd here. Puma's doing pretty good. They're going to be—they're going to be what I thought Under Armour would be. And Under Armour screwed up everything, you know, for themselves. Stupid management. My point here is, Puma's—Puma's going to be a very, very nice second place situation pretty soon.
1: All right, and um, do you think like the Pathway Program will change the ways like the? the way how future sneaker contracts are negotiated?
0: I don't think pathway has anything to do with it. I think stability, because the pathway, remember now, as soon as the 20 they're, they're able to go out of high school, the pathway is going to get the second layer of players. Making, the good ones are going to go to the NBA in the regular draft from now on. So path, you're looking to make something, the pathway is what it should be a teaching and proving ground for young kids to keep them from going to Europe in one thing. But also just they're not gonna go that high in the draft into the regular draft, the way you look in the pathway. Because the regular draft is gonna be able to go right from high school again. That, that that so we're gonna eliminate the Kobe's that's what you're gonna eliminate. But that that doesn't mean the other guys can't be Kobe. It just means they're gonna be they're not gonna get the, the quick money right away.
1: All right, so I just want to thank you, Lenny, for for giving us some of your valuable time. I mean, like you're a sneaker icon, um, a basketball legend. I mean,
0: well, I, I just, appreciate that. Uh, I, yeah. I appreciate talking to people like yourself, and and I, I got where your heart's from. You're a real fan, and real you 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 really are fighting for the kids in a lot of way. I can just interpret it as a very good interview, and you know, hopefully later on maybe. If and when there's a draft or the next fall someplace, if you ever want to call you back, we'll just follow up on it. We'll go from there, all right? All right. Thank you, young man.
1: God uh, bless you and good luck to you. Good yeah. luck. Thanks, man. Alright, so this okay. last question, it don't have yeah. nothing to do with the interview. Alright, so like I'm a basketball writer by day for Hoop magazine. Like uh-huh. I have a ton of sneakers, like I'm a big sneaker guy. So okay. I so I was like wondering, is it possible for like a writer to get like a sneaker deal? But not on par with, like, the NBA guys, but, like, uh...
0: No, no, I I don't think so, because Mm -hmm. unfortunately for the writer, they see your pen, not your shoes. Right. (laughs) Okay? All right, young fella. Good luck to you, though. God bless you.